Today we are discussing such a juicy topic. Oh, there was a bit of bubage there. I'm not sure what that was all about, but we'll just set that aside. I'm going to share with you five of the top books that I have read that did help me break up with binge eating. And then, because I thought that's great, let me give you five that will be help you helpful. Five that will help you, and they'll be helpful. I promise. And also on the flip side, I'm going to share with you five that were not so helpful so that you can not waste your time on those. Hey girl, I'm Kylie Pax. After a lifetime of emotional eating, struggling with my weight and being a serial dieter, I finally found the missing key to weight loss and I lost 20 kilos. Each week, I'll give you my no BS weight loss advice so you can sprinkle it over your life and your dinner plate and lose weight too. Everything I teach you is fluff free. That means you'll learn simple strategies to master not only your weight, but your mindset as well. Girl, you get that in check and those extra kilos will never haunt your booty again. If you're ready to lose the weight for life, let's go. What is up, my gorgeous, fabulous creatures? You have arrived and landed in episode number 57 of the No BS Weight Loss Podcast. Today we are discussing such a juicy topic. Oh, there was a bit of bubage there. I'm not sure what that was all about, but we'll just set that aside. Today we are talking about a juicy topic that I am really pumped to talk about. I literally was just sitting here thinking, what are we going to vibe on this week? And like, what is the go? And what should we discuss? It's got to be clearly obvious. It's got to be highly valuable. And I just thought, oh my God, I have never shared the different books and literature literature that I have read over the years and I mean listen honey please I am a reading fiend I am like I don't read fantasy or fiction or anything that could be mildly pleasurable no I am like gotta read self-development shit all the time that is what I do so I must have read 10 billion books that would be probably the technical number over the years of my uh, reading ability every single one I think apart from the Harry Potter series and probably some Virginia Andrews books when I was a teenager. Aside from that, everything else has been self-development and I'm not even going to apologize for it. I think it's fabulous, fabulous. But what I want to do today is share with you five, I'm going to share with you five of the top books that I have read that did help me break up with binge eating. And then, because I thought that's great, let me give you five that will be help you helpful, five that will help you and they'll be helpful, I promise. And also on the flip side, I'm going to share with you five that were not so helpful so that you cannot waste your time on those. Now, as you know, as always, I'm just going to throw this right on in there. If you haven't yet taken my free course, head on over, honey, please. KyliePax.com forward slash free course where I am giving with, giving with you, sharing with you. Lord help me, I should have rehearsed this podcast. I'm sharing with you a four-part video series of exactly what I did to break up with emotional eating, lose the weight, 20 kilos, honey, and keep it off for life. I'm sharing that all completely free over there at kyliepacks.com forward slash free course. I forgot for a second. Forward slash free course. I'm going to pop the link below. The first book, and it seems pretty obvious really, is called Breaking Free from Emotional Eating. Dun, dun. Like It's not rocket science there. Breaking Free from Emotional Eating, and the author is Janine Roth, and I would say anything. I have, I probably bought everything she ever wrote. I read just about everything by Janine Roth, and she is like the, I don't know, grandmother of emotional eating 
uh, insights. She's really the first one that I was ever aware of, really, to bring emotional eating out into the fore, make it not such a shameful topic, bring it out into the open so that women could actually start discussing. And I believe she also did the book, um, I don't have it here with me today, Women, Food and God, which was, I believe, the one that got her onto the Oprah Winfrey show and kaboom, there you go, right? Her, her career exploded. But with that being said, anything you pick up by Janine Roth, you will find helpful. It does give you insight. So from her, I've learned a lot of why you do what you do. It, it helps you make sense of the completely nonsensical behaviors that we engage in as emotional eaters. And when you're binge eating and emotional eating, it's so contrary to your fucking common sense that it baffles your mind. And you really do think there is something wrong with you. There's some deep, dark, horrible, like horror story, something that must be going on because why the fuck would you keep doing this to yourself over and over and over? So this particular book by Janine Roth, again, I found helpful because it started to open my mind to the concepts of why I do what I do. So there were particular things like certain brands of chocolate. It wasn't all chocolate. There was a particular brand of chocolate. It was a dark chocolate with almonds, right? Okay, it's not the most, I'm not even talking about the most sugar, the most delicious, the most gooey things inside. No, it was this random weird dark chocolate with almonds that I would binge on and I was kind of obsessed over and I sort of couldn't keep it in the house and all this weird thing. And as I would read through her books, I started to realize, fucking hang on a minute. This was the exact chocolate that my dad used to eat and keep in the house like throughout the years. That was his favorite chocolate. And then I could see, right, this is my connection to my dad. This is where I never really felt that my dad and I had this really strong bond. Certainly not what I would wish that I had with my dad. I just didn't feel that we had that kind of connection that I really hoped for as a daughter and father. There was a little bit of distance, mainly because, can I just say, mainly because I'm so damn much like him that we butted heads all the time. Like we just couldn't see eye to eye on anything because we were exactly the fucking same. So he would want something I would want like I would want the, the absolute opposite and we would like just butt and clash all the time not a very pleasant experience however that led me to looking for other ways to connect with him which of course I've to well I wasn't going to choose like so I don't know he was into running was I going to choose running fuck no he was into uh, self-development at the time was I going to choose that nah. like all of that was work work I didn't want to do no work just give me the fun thing. I'll eat the chocolate. But it really did help me see there was a connection to him that way. Then there was also a certain connection with food to my mum. And Janine's, Janine Roth's books really did help me see and understand the psychology behind the moves that I was making. And here's why that's so important. Because once you understand why you're doing what you're doing, you can now make a different choice. When it's a fucking mystery to you and it all seems to just be discombobulated and makes no sense and why am I self-sabotaging is what we think why am I self-sabotaging you can you can feel very frustrated very lost very alone these books really did open up the doors I would say but to the, your mind behind the scenes and be like here's why you're doing what you're doing this and this connect them together and suddenly it all makes sense huge huge fan of anything by Janine Roth the second book that helped me break up with binge eating and emotional eating is Fat is a Feminist Issue by Susie Orbach. This book, 
so fucking valuable. I, as you can see, I'm rereading it now, like going through it all again. It's just another little trait that I have. I don't read something once and shove it. I read it several times. I like highlight shit. It's all over the place. You can see like there's crazy notes and all sorts of things. This is how I roll. This is how I assimilate information. But this particular book will explain to you, honey, it's pretty sad really, how we are nurtured and groomed as a society of females to be be small, be pleasant, be thin, be attractive, fucking do the right thing as, as you always should because you're a woman. Don't speak up. Don't say too much. Don't be loud. Don't have an opinion. Fuck that. Like you better be fucking quiet. And certainly let's say don't swear. This book in particular helped me learn to desire to be more of myself instead of more like someone else. This was a huge step forward for me. So definitely fat is a feminist issue. Throw that one into your shopping basket. The third book that you need to get your grubby little wits on if you haven't already is Brain Over Binge. This is like, I feel this is a bit of an underground cult book for people who are secret closet binge eaters. Not everybody knows about this book and yet it's probably sold millions of copies. This one is by Katherine Hansen and I have read and reread this book a thousand times over again. This book was unbelievably valuable, inexplicably valuable in helping me to understand the way our brain works and the two parts of the brain, when we talk about self-sabotage, why it really, really does seem that you're fighting against yourself. You know when you, you see a, a cake in the kitchen and you think, oh, I want to eat that, even fucking though you've told yourself that morning, maybe even an hour ago, oh no, this is the day I'm going to get my shit together, I'm going to exercise, it's going to be fucking amazing. And then you see a cake, well, all of that just goes out the window. Suddenly, the same brain that was so on board with your new healthy eating plan is like, you should eat that cake. You should totally fucking eat the cake. And then you go ahead, eat the damn cake, and it's the same voice that's all up back up in your grill going, I can't believe what you just did. You hear me say this all the time. I can't believe what you just did, you fat, stupid cow. That is what you, that's what my mind says anyway. That's what your brain says to you. It's like I couldn't fathom how the same voice in my head that just told me, let's get healthy, let's be amazing, this is your time, let's do it can suddenly give me information, eat the cake, just eat it, eat it. And I'm like, no, no. How can you have in a single body with a single brain, how can you have two competing conversations? Makes absolutely no fucking sense until you read this book. Brain over binge explains the two main parts of the brain that we are concerned about as binge eaters and emotional eaters, which is the prefrontal cortex and then the subcortex just chilling away at the back there. Your prefrontal cortex is where the real you lives, the real you, like the legit version of Kylie, the fucking intelligent version, the version who understands language, memory, um, you know, physical movement, speech, all of those things, they live up the front of your brain. So I like to call it, this is your Flintstone brain at the back. I used to call it the Britney brain, but I feel so sorry for the poor little pedal now. Like I just, I can't say anything bad about poor love. This used to be what I would call your Britney brain at the back. And then this used to be Beyonce brain up the front, right? Not anymore. Cannot believe someone is SMSing me. So we have what I like to refer to now as your Flintstone brain at the back. It's like Fred fucking Flintstone.
Einstein, he's a dinosaur back there. He's an idiot that back 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 subcortex. It doesn't know what it's doing. No. And listen, that's not fair. Of course it knows what it's doing. That is your habit brain at the back. That is your subcortex, sub, because it's below the prefrontal cortex, which is up here at the front. And this is where you, the real you, the intelligent you lives. What's so crucial about this is that your habit brain at the back can only send you like SMSs. Like we're just talking about there. Maybe that was a little message from my subcortex. Your subcortex can only send you messages. Get up and get the food. Eat the food. Never stop eating the food. However, that subcortex, that habit brain, the Fred Flintstone brain at the back here, it can send you messages all fucking day long. But it cannot make you get up, walk to the refrigerator and get the damn food. You know why? Because it doesn't control your motor functions. Your physical movement is controlled by your prefrontal cortex, your Beyonce brain up here at the front. Only Beyonce can decide whether you're actually going to pick up that damn piece of cake and put it in your mouth. That's Beyonce's decision. That is not up to Fred Flintstone. The fourth book that I'm loving at the moment now, I will say I may be a little bit early to the party here because I haven't finished reading it yet. However, The High Five Habit. The High Five Habit by Ms. Mel Robbins is, of course, another brilliant book by Ms. Robbins. And this one I like because this helps you again. This book explains your RAS, what the fuck it is, how it works, and why you seem to be obsessing over food when you don't want to. The High Five Habit I found fascinating and very helpful when it comes to breaking up with emotional eating, binge eating, even just overeating, basic overeating, because it explains the RAS. Now, which let's let's talk a little about the RAS. The RAS stands for your reticular activation system or reticular activating system. It's a part of your brain. It's like a it's like a glistening, glittery diamond-looking hairnet that's fashioned over the back here, the back part of the spine, and that is what we say for short, your RAS. Its function is what's really important here. What the RAS does is it's like a gatekeeper for your brain, for your mind, and it only lets in uh, a variation of things. It will let in anything pertaining to your wellness or your safety. If you're in fucking danger, the RAS is going to let that information in because be clear, it blocks out 99% of your surroundings. Right now, if your RAS was letting in all the information in your surroundings right now, a leaf dropping on the tree outside, a fly buzzing through the air, a mosquito coming close from a million miles away, everything, your brain would fucking explode from information overload. We can't have that. So the RAS is like your safety, like safety guard there. It's like the bouncer of your brain, only letting in information that either pertains to your safety, like if you're in immediate danger, or the sound of your name being called, obviously important, somebody, something relating to you, it's very important, relates to me, of course, we need to know, or something to do with sex. It will let in if you there's a hint of getting sex, if there's somebody interested in having sex with you, all of that shit gets past your RAS. Don't worry, men will know damn well about that. And the last thing that it lets in is anything that it knows you are interested in or focusing on. Why the fuck does this matter? Well, please, I don't even need to spell this out to you. If you're thinking about food all the time, obsessing over food, constantly Googling fucking diets, thinking about what I can eat, what I can't eat, how can I get skinny this week? How can I lose four kilos by tomorrow? Then it is going to think every time it sees cake, it sees food, it sees a new diet, it sees a girl, come on now, 
Oh, come on, sisters, let's all raise a, raise a hand. It sees a girl who's prettier than you, thinner than you, younger than you. Ooh, well, she's interested in that shit. Let me point her out to you. Other people, this girl's just innocently walking down the street. You're scrolling on Instagram, somebody else not even seeing her. But you see her, you fucking see her because your RAS is pointing that shit out to you. Your job to help in this area is to is to give a new funnel to your RAS. Start to decide what it is that you're going to focus on. Because it's not the RAS fault. I'm not having that. It's you, what you're focusing on, what you're giving your attention to. See, I'm getting all up in your grill. You've got to get your shit together and start thinking and focusing on new ways for you to become better. Not comparing yourself to other people. What can I do today to increase my levels of joy and happiness? What can I do today to eat a healthier diet? What can I do today to get a few extra steps in, right? Close those damn rings. What can I do today for that? Then your aria is going to start pointing that shit out to you. How much better do you think your life will be then? The last book that really helped me with emotional eating and binge eating, and I don't even think you can see it because it's a white cover and it's a hardback. The version that I've got is a hardback, but it probably comes in a lot of different versions. I'm sure you can't see it. It's called um, Conversations with God. Literally can't even look at this book without crying by Neil Donald Walsh. You might think, why? Like, what is that? A religious book? Why would that help you with binge eating and overeating and emotional eating? Why would that help you? Now, this is not going to be for everybody, but this was certainly for me. I had, because of my up, my upbringing, and certainly not because of my parents by any means, let's not get that confused. My parents were fabulous. Um, my particular chosen beliefs, at some point I picked up some religious beliefs and and I then took it upon myself to believe that I was a wicked sinner who was going to hell. I mean, you know, virtually all religions sort of have this side of, you have the very good side where you're like a saint and you have a little angel's wing sprouting out your back and it's fabulous when you do the right thing and you say the right thing and you help people and you give all your money away and you do all those things, right? Woo, she's gone to heaven. I wish I could be more like her. Well, that wasn't me. I was fucking up and I was making mistakes and I was doing the wrong things and I was like kissing a boy and like, she's going to go to hell now. She's going to hell. And I thought, I can feel those flames coming up upon my booty already. I was freaking out. And I was convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was going to burn in hell for all eternity. And because I felt so wicked and so little and so small and so unworthy and just like a piece of shit that didn't deserve, didn't deserve to live, I treated myself in accordance with that. I, I ate like shit. I conducted myself like shit. Like I just was awful internally, not on the outside. You wouldn't have known nothing, honey. I was sweet and smiley on the outside, but internally I felt like garbage and I was positive that I was destined for a life of hell and destruction. What this book did is open my eyes to different ways that we can view God and different ways that God might try and speak to us. And it doesn't all have to be someone smacking you over the head with a particular religious book. There are different ways for God to reach out to you and touch your heart and change your life. And it uh, what like a 180 degree change in my life. I started to believe that maybe, just maybe, I wasn't this wicked, hideous sinner that was going to burn in hell for all eternity that maybe God did love me as well. And maybe I then should also start to pay attention and love myself. I mean, isn't it only right if the creator of the universe actually gives two hoots about you, shouldn't you? Next, I want to move on to the five books that did not help me with binge eating, emotional eating, or losing any damn weight. And the first one is A Course in Weight Loss by Marianne Williamson. Now, you may better know her as the author of A Course in Miracles, which again, is a fabulous book. 
Love it, love it. However, I didn't find this book particularly helpful. Now, I will preface all of this by saying this is no shade on any of these authors or their books. You may find them excellent and extremely helpful. I'm just, I am just sharing my experience with you at the time that I read them. Now, I did read this several years back now. It may have been too advanced for me at the time. It may have been I was just not ready to receive it, but I literally just didn't get anything out of it. It was sort of very, the way it wanted you to, to release your weight, and I use that word on purpose. It wasn't like we would say, lose some weight. It was like, no, release the weight, allow the pain in, you know, assimilate the pain, let it flow through you, release it, you're not guilty, and all this stuff. I just thought I want some practical action steps. It just really didn't, it wasn't assisting me at the time. So I'm not going to go on too much about it because you may wish to give it a go. Something about it might resonate with you and you think, oh, I loved Course in Miracles or I loved like ACIM. I might want to have a look at this. Um, so you can go ahead and try this book. But as I say, I mean, there's certainly not all the highlights and things in here that I have in the other books. There's not that there was nothing in it. I just didn't find any practical action steps and I didn't find the sort of activities or journaling prompts or anything particularly useful in giving me the insights that the previous books did. Now, the next book that I didn't find super helpful in helping me lose weight, stop binge eating or emotional eating, and I really, really hesitated to bring this one up because I love this dude. Like, I want to meet him and his partner. I want to meet them. I love them. They've helped me in many other ways. But when it came to weight loss and so forth, I didn't find this book particularly helpful. It's Heal Your Body 101. Now, Marcus Rothkrantz is the name of the author. And as I said, I fucking love this guy. His website, what he stands for, what he does, the resources that he has available, both paid and free, are next fucking level. But his ethos, it wasn't helpful for weight loss. But can I just say, this isn't about weight loss. This is about healing your body. So I was reading it for that purpose, to heal my body of a thyroid disease and all that type of thing. However, it was more, what I actually found that it did is it got me a little bit into the orthorexic side of things where I started to get so obsessed with my health, so obsessed with eating clean and eating healthy and all organic and all of that sort of thing that I wouldn't function normally. I wouldn't eat the things that the rest of my family would eat. I was like, oh no, I can't eat that. It's not grown organically and sprinkled by pixies with their fancy dust and all that. No, no. I got a little cray cray about it all. Again, please let me just be very fucking clear. These authors are incredible authors and quite renowned. So I'm, there's no shade on these books. This one I find very helpful if you want to live a healthier lifestyle in general and know more about what your food is doing to you and for you. As far as weight loss and binge eating goes, probably not the best choice. The next two, and I'm lumping them in together, that did not particularly help me with weight loss, binge eating, or emotional eating are the two books by, again, God, I love this woman, Miss Lorna Jane Clark. I love Lorna Jane and everything she stands for. Half my, half my body, I was going to say. Half my wardrobe is Lorna Jane active wear. I do feel like she was the mother and inventor of active wear. Like I feel like that was all just her vibe. And I love her and everything she stands for. However, if you think, it's very similar to what I said with the last book by Marcus Rothkrantz, that if you think you can read these books and suddenly you're going to change your mindset and your actions about the foods that you choose to eat and how much you choose to eat of them, that just isn't really going to happen. She's great. She's fabulous, but she's not a fucking magician. 
Both of these books have incredible recipe sections, like next fucking level recipe sections that you're not going to find. If you're looking for healthy recipes, this is the vibe. Like this is where you want to go. But it's not mindset work. She shares her life, her healthy habits, and all of those types of things. However, as I got through, through reading the books and got to know her through the books, I thought she's always been a woman who's been very active. She used to be an aerobics instructor and things like this. This is her vibe. This is her jam. Not me. I would exercise purely to get thin when I was younger. It wasn't because I fucking enjoyed it. She likes healthy food. I liked eating shit, junk food, right? We were different in that respect. However, if you're wanting to get the vibe of what it's like to live as a healthy person who actually enjoys living healthy lives, then sure, these books can be helpful, but are they going to help you like break up with emotional eating and stop binge eating? Probably not. Now, don't all hate on me for this one, but the last book that I didn't find helpful in breaking up with emotional eating, binge eating, or losing weight, really, was Atomic Habits. Now, I know all my Atomic Habits fans are going to come out of the fucking woodwork. You don't know what you're talking about. It's a fucking amazing book. I'm not saying it's not an amazing book. Atomic Habits by James Clear. Of course, it's great. It's fine. I did find it a little basic as far as it goes as explaining why we do what we do again, habit creation. I feel like habit creation 101, we kind of all get that now. Like if you've been in the self-development world for any period of time, even with Brenda Bouchard, Tony Robbins, all that type of thing, we kind of get it now. And I did feel like a lot of this was repeated in here. Use a trigger to create a new habit. When you walk through the doorway, that's going to be your trigger. I'm like, this is going to fucking be my trigger. If I want to eat a Snickers bar, I'm going to eat a Snickers bar. I don't care what fucking doorway I'm walking through. It just didn't cut it for me. However, that's not to say that there isn't going to be some useful information in here for you. If you love habit creation, you want to know more about it, sure, this is going to be a great asset to your bookshelf, but is it going to help you stop overeating, stop binge eating, you know, put the cake down? Again, not so much. If you do want to know more specifically around how you can lose some weight, stop binge eating, stop emotional eating, just live the fucking life that you know you were put here to live and stop bullshitting around with these habits that are just sucking the life energy out of you, it's a very dramatic way of saying, head on over to kyliepax.com forward slash free course. What the fuck is wrong with me today? forward slash free course where you will find my four-part video series absolutely free and I share every last damn thing that I did do to lose 20 kilos, stop emotional eating, stop binge eating and keep it off for life. Well, my loves, thank you so much for joining me here today. And as always, please do remember when you step up and really take ownership of your life as a whole, please don't think that you can just sit here and listen to a podcast here or watch a TV fucking show there and that's going to change your mindset. That just isn't the vibe. When you step up and start doing your own research, seeing what works for you and implementing that, that is when you've absolutely got what it takes. I'm sending you huge amounts of love. I will see you again next week. Until then, my loves. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to shimmy your butt over to kyliepax.com forward slash free course and sign up for my free weight loss training so you can start losing your weight now. You'll also find helpful notes and resources in my past podcast that will help you lose your weight without the BS diet drama. I'll see you next week.